And we are back at it here just after 7 o'clock on the Wednesday, a beautiful Wednesday edition of the Employment Hour. As always, the phone line's already open. We are ready to go. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And one triple eight two two five talk That number is absolutely toll-free. You have severance concerns, job concerns, your employment, your boss, anything under that uh Wide umbrella is what we talk about week in, week out here on the show. And, Lior, if there was one show where we should be with flip-flops on a dock with a bucket full of icy cold Coronas, this is the show, the beginning of the summer and spring edition of the Employment Hour. Oh, to be outside right now and enjoying it. How are you, pal? I'm doing great, although i, I got to admit, John, it took some uh, convincing. I had to convince myself to come in today to do the show. Uh, I love doing the show. You know that. But, man, well, man, what a day to be outside. My gosh. Yeah, that's it. Big time. Well, uh, we always start with the week that was, right? Yeah. Well, the reason yeah. why I did come in, John, is because of the fact that there's still a lot to talk about. There's still a lot of issues to discuss, a lot of issues to uncover when it comes to workplace rights. And, you know, I had actually a very busy day today, Wednesday, talking with a lot of people, calling me, emailing me, wanting to know about their rights, their entitlements, dealing with problems that they're having in the workplace, loss of job, human rights, discrimination, harassment, uh, vacation pay issues, mm-hmm. overtime issues. So I want to talk about some of those issues. And if you have questions, you have concerns, you call us right now on the show. Let's chat about that. Let's inform you and inform the rest of our listeners. And, uh, of course, call me at the office, of course, if you want to chat privately, if you don't want to be on air. Always happy to talk. No, no bad questions exist. Really, no such thing as a bad question. And the week there was a couple of situations that came across my desk where hopefully uh, anyone listening now will, will get some, uh, some lessons out of. Uh, I spoke with a lady who uh, recently had gotten injured uh, at work. Uh, she, uh, she hurt her back pretty badly at work. And uh, as soon as that happened, uh, the company approached her, the, the owner of the company approached her and said, please, please don't apply for WSIB. Uh, and, and instead of that, we'll work with you. We'll figure out a way to kind of accommodate you and, and put you somewhere where, I, you know, you, you can work despite any uh, uh, back problems you're having, but don't apply for WSIB. And the reason, obviously, the company didn't want her to apply is because if she did, it could increase the company's premiums uh, wow. and they didn't want to have to worry about that. Well, she wasn't comfortable with that, and, and she decided, despite what her employer said, that she's going to apply for WSIB. And she did. Uh, and she applied for WSIB, and she got approved. And then she was off for a little while off work, uh, and then she came back uh, ready to, uh, to start working again. Well, John, as soon as she came back to work, her employer started treating her terribly, yeah. uh, completely mistreating her. Uh, putting her uh, down, disciplining her, uh, just being rude and obnoxious. And it was clear that they now really had it in for her. And and her conclusion was, the only thing that's happened is I applied to WSIB. And they made her life miserable. And she called me and she wanted to know, what do I do now? Uh, You know, this miserable environment's created. I've been injured. I did the right thing. Uh, What happens now? Well, John, it's completely illegal Okay, for a company to try to convince an employee not to apply to WSIB and to put pressure on the employee. And it's completely illegal to punish an employee for applying for WSIB. Uh, Our workplace uh, workers' compensation system here allows everyone that's injured at work to apply to get that compensation. And the employer cannot punish you. The employer cannot prevent you from doing that. The employer shouldn't even try to convince you not to do that. Uh, and, And so what happens here? Well, the fact that they've done that, there's potential damages owed to her. Uh, there potentially could be fines by the government. And the fact that they've put her in this situation is also a constructive dismissal. 
Right. That means that she's potentially able now to leave with compensation, with severance, get damages. They could be fined. So this is a big deal, and this is a, a real no-no for companies. If someone is injured at work, it may cost you more, but that's the legal system where we're operating under. Let them apply for WSIB. And if you're listening right now, if you're an injured employee, if you don't apply for WSIB, there could be repercussions later on. If you don't get better, you may find out that at that point it's too late to apply. Do the right thing, and if your employer mistreats you, Give me a call. By the way, that number, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior, member of his team, help at employmenthour.com as well through email. What else you got going on? I, I like to talk often about calls that I get where people are calling me about the wrong thing or, or calling me with the wrong question. And here's what right. I mean by that. There's no such thing as a bad question, but sometimes the question that they should be asking is actually different than what they are. I spoke with another uh, lady who was uh, who, who was let go, and she wanted to know one thing. She said, the company offered me eight weeks severance, and I really want to know if during that eight weeks uh, of pay, do I accrue vacation pay? Right. That's really what she wanted to know. Well, the short answer to that was, yes, you do. But then I asked her, well, before we even get into that, let, let's find out a bit more. Tell me about your age, your position, length of employment. She had worked for the company for four years, and she was in a sales position. Uh, she was 40 or in early 40s, and they offered her eight weeks. Well, John, I assessed her as being owed a six months pay, six right. months pay, so three times, if you will, what they've offered her. Uh, and so she was calling me asking if she's accrued vacation pay when, in fact, she was really offered three – or she was owed three times what they offered her. She didn't even conceive of the fact that they may owe her a lot more severance. Right. She thought that eight weeks was appropriate. She thought, I got to take two weeks per year of service. That's all good. So – Remember, none of that uh, matters. Ultimately, it's not a week per year or two weeks per year. You're owed much more severance than that. We'll talk more about that later. And, and remember, if you're lost to your job, the first question you have to ask yourself is, is my offer adequate? You know, in terms of, you know, vacation pay, et cetera, those are important issues, but that's the secondary issue. The real issue is, is that offer adequate? And I can tell you in 90% plus of cases, it's not. It's not even close. For this lady, she found out that she's owed more. Thankfully, she did call me before she signed anything, and I'm going to help her, John, get everything she's owed. And again, we'll get to this later called severancepaycalculator.com. In the meantime, you can go there, severancepaycalculator.com, and discover on your own before we uh, we even talk about it. Uh, email is help at employmenthour.com as well. want to get into this as we uh, we roll for the topic for tonight. Phone lines, uh, by the way, are wide open, ready to go, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And one triple eight two two five talk. That number is toll free. You want to uh, talk to Lior and get your uh, your questions answered. Weird things you need to know about termination of severance. Give me some details where this came from. Well, you know, we we talk about termination and severance often. You talk about you know how to calculate it. We talk about you know what's included in it. But there's a few other things that people need to know about losing your job. Things about you need to know about severance. So we're going to talk about some of those not often discussed issues, things that you still need to know about your rights, about your job security. Uh, all those are important things we don't get to discuss very often. So that's what we're going to cover. So we'll get into that as we uh, get our phone calls lined up here. First one is, what are some big signs that you're about you're about to lose your job? So, and, and that's the key. Uh, you know, no one likes to lose their job, and but there are signs, and and, um, and oftentimes the signs are obvious. So number one is if you're now being excluded from meetings, meetings that you normally would participate in, you're not being involved and included in things that you, in the past you were. Well, if that happens, it means that they're looking for an exit for you. They they know that you're not going to stay, so there's no point in involving you. 
Another sign is if all of a sudden nothing that you do is right. Things that in the past you were uh, uh, able to do, that you were uh, allowed to do and do well, nothing now is right. You get criticized. Uh, you, you get disciplined. You get written up. That's always a very big sign. Another uh, another sign is if you're not allowed to make long-term plans. So maybe you want to schedule a, a meeting two months down the road, and they say, well, let's hold off on that for a while. Anything like that where they don't let you commit to long-term plans, maybe you want to sign up for a course in a couple of months, and they say, well, no, let's not do that. Let's think about that. Always a big sign of being let go. And finally, if you're called into a meeting on a Friday morning or Friday afternoon, and you're not told exactly what the meeting is about, that's probably a sign that that meeting is a termination meeting. Uh, so things to watch out for. Be ready. Call me if you need to know what you're owed so that you know what how to go to that meeting armed with information uh, and uh, keep those things in mind. That number again for Lior and his crew, one 821 5900 But plenty of time for you to call through to the radio station tonight and get your questions asked and answered. Jeff, first call of the night. How are you, pal? Uh, good, gentlemen. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, so it's not... Me per se, but I'm just following up with a friend because I know he won't call in. Um, he owns a small mechanic shop, uh, has uh, two employees currently. I think they're both leaving, and he wants to hire back a previous worker that he had. Um, now, he's a bit out of date with uh, the way that, uh, oh, I feel that he's uh, out of date with the way small business is aligned, and he's having a back and forth with his uh, former employee trying to bring him back with vacation pay. Uh, so my question is, for a small business, is there a set amount of vacation pay that you must provide to your employee, and does it have to be paid, or can it be non-paid? So vacation pay always vacation pay. You always have to pay vacation pay. Uh, okay. Now, in terms of the minimum that he'd have to give is two weeks pay, two weeks vacation. So he has to give someone two weeks off work and pay them the equivalent of two weeks pay for that period of time. So he can't avoid that. Uh, it could be more. A lot of people get more than two weeks, but it can't be less. But here's the other thing he needs to consider. If he's bringing back a former employee, okay, he may not knowingly inherit that past service. Which, what I mean by that is let's say he brings him back and a year later he decides to let him go for whatever reason. Well, now he may have to pay him severance based on the time that he even had previously. So it's very important for this person, if he hires back a, an old employee, to have a proper employment agreement that stipulates that he's not going to account for past uh, service. You can't just bring someone in because he may find himself that on day one, he doesn't have a, a brand new employee. He has an employee with five years of, of service or whatever it is. So don't hire him or anyone without ha a proper employment agreement. If you need some help putting together an employment agreement, have him give me a call, Jeff. Perfect. Thank you. I uh, appreciate your response, and I'll feed that back to him and give me your number if he needs it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. It's uh, very simple to get a hold of, by the way, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. I think we'll squeeze one more in here before we uh, we take a break. Danny, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's happening with you tonight? Oh, well, uh, not much. I'm on my way home. Uh, basically, what happened is uh, about two weeks ago, uh, I was basically fired from my job. And uh, anyways, uh, without, without warning. You know what I mean? Not even uh, basically saying that this is your last day, uh, take the things out of your truck, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you'll, you'll be given a ride home and all that stuff, right? And I'm there going, well, for what reason? Well, you know what? You're not fitting into the company. It says, well, how about educating me? You know what I mean? Uh, a little bit more, right? I like, anyways, uh, I went in uh, the other day to get my uh, ROE, you know, uh, vacation yep. pay and all that stuff. 
Now, I was making a certain amount of money weekly salary, and they prorated my final pay uh, because basically uh, I only worked until the Thursday. Uh, I didn't, uh, obviously, because I was told not to come in tomorrow or the next day, right? And they, they deducted uh, wages. They did give me my uh, vacation pay, and they said, but you're not entitled to severance because you were fired with cause. And I said, really? I go, am I not supposed to be given warnings, written warnings? She says, well, you were given, uh, 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 according to the labor board and all that stuff, verbal warnings and all that. I go, what verbal warnings? I was never reprimanded or anything. I go, other than uh, right now. Now, Danny, how long did you work there for? Uh, just uh, about six months. Now, six I months? Closed my, I closed my company of 31 years, and I went to work with this person. Uh, and I was uh, told, you know, basically told that I was going to be a supervisor. And that uh, I'm not, you know what, they didn't want me to, you know, do the physical work and all that. They want me to supervisor. From day one, mm -hmm. that wasn't the case. I was basically a laborer. So, Danny, let, let me let me give you some, some info here. One more question, quick question, Danny. Uh, how old yeah. are you? I'm 55. Okay. So here's the thing, Danny. Uh, to, to fire you for cause, two things. Number one, you would have had to do something pretty darn bad, number one, okay? Number two, yeah. yes, you're right. They would have had to give you some warnings, and in writing for sure, uh, and, and to tell you that you're doing badly, to tell you that if you continue doing badly, you could be fired. And if they don't have those warnings, uh, and if you haven't done something horribly bad, then no way is this cause. And from the sounds of it, from what you've just described, I can't see any situation with no warnings where this would be cause. And that means you're owed severance. Now, uh, severance is based on three main factors, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. If we apply that to you six months labor uh, in your 50s, you're probably looking at about three months of pay. That's what would be kind of the number for you. So that's what they owe you, Danny. Uh, so you, you've been wrongfully dismissed. Uh, and the good news is this should not be difficult to resolve. This is not rocket science. So what I want you to do, Danny, is I want you to reach out to me, call me, email me. Uh, once we're off air, let's connect. Let's talk about this in more detail. We'll give you my information, my contact information just now. I, I and let's get this have resolved. Your contact Perfect. Uh, Perfect. I have your contact information. And if you don't mind, I will be calling you tomorrow. Okay? Perfect. I'm, I'm okay. available tomorrow. Because, because, you know, what really bothered me the most is... The, the fact that they prorated my, my, my pay. I was making 900 clean a week, and mm -hmm. they said, well, you didn't work these last two days. And I'm there going, well, hang on a second. Uh, when I put uh, 50, 70, 100-hour weeks, uh, when I'm only supposed to be putting in 45 and a half, did I ask you guys for more money? Yeah. Well, a lot of you stuff to talk about, Danny. Look forward to chat yeah. with you, chatting with you tomorrow then. Danny, I appreciate the call again. Just in case, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. You see how easy that is to call in and get some answers for you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Call on your behalf, a friend, a family member. Would love to talk to you. one 225 talk That number is toll-free as well. Lots more of the Employment Hour is on the way right here at Global News Radio. On a beautiful Wednesday evening in the Employment Hour, once again, we do a Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, and, of course, Employment Hour at 30. That happens happens on your weekend mornings on both global tv and ctv as well if you haven't got that show tune in this weekend to uh to get a lot more of what we do here as well 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale and one 225 talk to call in that number absolutely toll free thanks for uh, hanging in ari how are you good evening hey good how are you guys good pal what's uh what's going on with you 
Good. So uh, here's a question. Um, so my mom was laid off. Uh, uh, there was a kind of a mass layoff at her company. She's been working there as a consultant uh, for the last 15 years. Um, so we're looking at uh, what her termination and severance she's entitled to. And I know that, you know, based on the length of time that she worked there, what her termination and severance would probably be. But um, for about 13 years, she worked there full time. And for the last two years, she's been working there part time. And so we wanted to know if uh, when we're looking at the termination and severance, should she be asking for um, that amount of time at her full time salary or her part time salary? Great call. Great call. So, Aaron, in terms of the number of months that they owe her, the fact that she's part-time or full-time doesn't really change the equation. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, let's say she's owed, let's say it's 12 months pay. Uh, the, it, because she's working part-time most recently, that 12 months is going to be calculated based on what she was earning at the time of termination. So, she, based on what she was making as a part-time employee. So even though for 13 out of 15 years she was probably making more money because she was full-time, and, and only for the last couple of years she's making less money, it's that lesser amount that's going to be calculated in, uh, in deciding what severance she's owed. But the uh, first question is, have they offered her any severance, and, and if so, how much? Uh, yeah, they did offer a severance. They offered her um, a, a year. A year, okay. And, and how old is your mom? Uh, she's 66. 66? And what kind of job? What was she doing? Uh, it was like a it was a high level consultant uh, position for like pharmacies. Okay. Well. Okay. So so it's company. a specialized position. Yeah, it was. So if it's a specialized position, and you know she's sixty six, so so she's a bit older. Uh, someone in her situation would be owed more than a year. It, it's probably going to be in the sixteen to eighteen month range. Okay. So so significantly more than uh, than what they've offered her. You know, up to eighteen months of pay, uh, based on her rate most recently. So that's so you what think they it would owe be her. About sixteen to eighteen months, based on her part-time rate. Exactly, based on her part-time rate, uh, and uh, that would include also benefits if she had them, any bonuses if she had them, uh, etc. Everything she would have received had she worked for that period of time. So yeah, I certainly assess her as being owed uh, quite a bit more than twelve months pay, Ari. So I would strongly encourage uh, you to ask her to give me a call at the office anytime, uh, and let me help her get that compensation. It should be pretty simple and straightforward to get that for her uh, and be happy to do that okay i appreciate it thanks for your help thank you ari that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and it is help at employmenthour.com we'll get to another call by the way you want to call in still plenty of time 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell one triple eight two two five talk that number is toll free uh nandel how are you pal yes sir i'm good thank you thank you for taking my good. call again yeah sure I- how are things as you can see, I'm a regular listener. Here is, yeah, here's you my bet. situation. Um, uh, along with being uh, being an ardent listener of your show, and on Saturday mornings as well, um, I'm also an ordained Hindu priest. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks come up to me and, and try to seek my advice. Here is one. Uh, a woman worked for this company for seven years, over seven years. And two Fridays ago, she was given letters saying, well, our companies have merged. And um, you are being let go. Um, and hopefully in three months, we'll call you back for employment. Isn't that constructive uh, dismissal? And isn't she allowed to uh, entitled to servants in this case? Yes, uh, she, she absolutely is. 
uh, the company does not have a right to say, well, you know, we'll, we'll lay you off and keep our fingers crossed and in a few months we'll have a job for you. No, th there's no right to do that unless, of course, there's an employment agreement that you signed at some point that specifically says that. So, no, uh, they don't have uh, that right. She doesn't have to sit at home waiting for that. And certainly after seven years, again, depending on her age yeah. and what kind of a job she had, she would be owed significant compensation. Obviously, more than six months. It could even be as much as 10 or 12 months, depending on the, uh, the particular situation. So your instincts here, Nando, were completely correct. All right, I'll get them to give you a call here, and um, again, you, 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 you know, uh, your two wonderful lawyers there, Kristen and, and Jennifer, help my my other buddy. I'm sure they'll be doing the same. Uh, Look forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And if you, oh, sorry, so there. Sorry, Nando, I, I I didn't cut you off. What are you going to say? Yeah, in your later segment, if you can address this so our folks out there, you know, because I'm in, in, uh, encouraging a lot of them to listen to this program regularly. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you, Liam. Thanks, Nando. Appreciate that. See, a hardcore listener, and he knew, because he's listened before, he knew that that was a constructive dismissal, saying, you know what, we're going to put you on ice for three months. Just just relax. Hopefully, we can bring you back. A lot of people, and as you know, and you're going about to tell the listeners, if they accept that once, twice, then they're done, right? Yeah, and so his instincts, his uh, uh, sense here was completely correct. Hopefully, he picked that up listening to the show. And that is right. An employer cannot do that. So, so you know, constructive dismissal. Let's talk about that for a second in the context of a temporary layoff. So we know that a company, if a company came to you and said, employee, I'm going to reduce your pay by 50%, 5 you think, oh, my God, no way. That's definitely a constructive dismissal, right? No mm -hmm. one would debate that. Well, if you think about it, what is a temporary layoff? Temporary lay layoff says, we're going to reduce your pay not by 50%, by 100%. We're going <laughs> to reduce it down to zero. Well, then obviously that is a constructive dismissal. It's a, you know, the technical term, I've said this before on the show, don't roll your eyes, but it's a constructive dismissal with a cherry on top. Uh, it's, it's, it's what it is. So it's that obvious. But the problem with this situation is despite the fact that the company does not have a right to lay you off temporarily, you can give them that right by allowing them to do it. So if the company does it and you decide to accept it and you wait at home for a few months and then they call you back and you go back to work, fine, no problem. But by doing that, you've given them the right to do it again and again and again, yeah. and that's a problem because now you don't have a secure job anymore. Now you could be working for a few months, then not working, and etc. Not a way to live, not a way to work. So if a company is going to start doing that, these layoffs, my opinion, this is just my opinion, is you're better off to say no. That's a constructive dismissal. I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to take my severance and move on to a different job. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and 1-888-225-TALK. Toll free, still plenty of time for you to call in here and get your questions answered just like Nandel and Ari and all of our cover, uh, callers before that as well. We are in the meantime talking about the weird things you need to know about termination of severance. So, um, if employment is terminated without cause, can the employer then change its mind and say, oh, no, 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 that was it was for cause? Yeah, and then that is something that sometimes happens. The company, and here's when it usually happens, John, is the yeah. company lets an employee go without cause, and they realize, oh, wait a second, we actually owe them much more money, uh, much right. more severance, and then they say, well, let's just say we had cause, so let's see if we can avoid paying severance that way. Well, wait a second, not so fast. Generally speaking, a company can't do that. If, in other words, if it was that bad that you had cause, then you can't decide all of a sudden that you have cause. Now, in some situations, 
the company may only find out later on that the employee did something. For example, I did a case years and years ago uh, when the company let my client go uh, without cause. And while we were negotiating severance, the company found out that, you know, while he was there, he was actually stealing from them. Well, clearly, at that point, the company said, yeah, we have cause. Uh, we're not going to pay him anything. And that was, in fact, the, the case. But unless the company legitimately, legitimately finds out that you did something horrible uh, while you were working there, thing that they, something that they did not know while you were working there, they can't then decide to simply change their opinion. They can't decide to let you go for cause when no cause exists. Remember, it's very difficult to to let someone go for cause. I was telling that to an earlier caller today. You might you would have had to do something pretty nasty, pretty bad, and only you know if you did. If you did not do that, don't worry about cause. It doesn't exist. The company is not going to be able to make things up that never happened because they have to prove it. They have to show documents. They have to show discipline. So no, a company can't just change its mind and say, oh no no, really the termination was for cause. Can't happen. The number to get a hold of Lior when the show is not on the air, either now, the weekends, or Monday as well, or on TV, it's 1-855-821-5900. Give me some details as well. I know you referred to it in your own head without having to verbalize it, but uh, severancepaycalculator.com, over half a million people have discovered this thing, right? Yes, man, oh, man, uh, severancepaycalculator.com, half a million people, half a million different people have yeah. used it. Uh, and and the reason what they we've used it is because it's so easy to use and it's such important information. So severancepaycalculator.com, the website you go to if you want to know, if you need to know how much you are owed. And you do need to know that information because it's important information. It's information you need to have if you lost your job, if you are worried about losing your job, or if you're just preparing for the possibility of losing your job. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. You answer three simple questions and you find out how much you are actually owed, the real number. Not what the company says you should get, not what your Uncle Bob or not even what the Ministry of Labor says, the real amount. And it's free, it's anonymous, you can't you can't pay for it even if you wanted to, it's, it's completely free uh, and it's easy to use, severancepaycalculator.com, the first place you go to if you lost your job. And if you're talking to your friend, they called you up on the weekend and say, guess what, I was let go last night. Well. Tell them the first thing that they do as soon as they get off the phone with you, severancepaycalculator.com. The phone line's here as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free to talk to Lior, get some questions over the next uh, 10 minutes or so as we go till around 10 to 8 on your Wednesday evening. The weird things you need to know about termination and severance. If employers are concerned about the high cost of severance, which most of them would be and should be because it can cost them, what's the best way to deal with it? Yeah, a lot of employers may hear the show or may otherwise become educated and say, holy cow, uh, we owe this person that much severance or we owe employees that much. We thought it was just a week's pay per year of service. It, well, of course it's not, and it is costly. For employers, severance can cost a lot of money. So employees are owed much more than they realize, and employers have to pay more than they realize. So what does an employer do? Well, the best way, the most effective way to reduce that liability is with an employment agreement, is to stipulate in the employment agreement what the employee would get if they are let go, and, and you can potentially pay them a lot less if that's what you've agreed to. Now, the thing about this is it has to be drafted in a very specific way. It's not enough to say, well, you know what, I, I like, kind of like John here, so let's put in the agreement and I'm going to give him two weeks per year. That's not going to do it. 
It needs to be drafted in a very specific, particular way. Uh, our courts scrutinize these things. So if it's not drafted properly, it's not going to be enforceable. But that's the way to do it with an employment agreement. The flip side of that, though, John, for employees, two things. Number one is you want to be very careful what you sign. You don't want to sign an agreement, again, if I'm talking to employees now, that limits your future severance. Some people do that. Some people sign agreement that limit that severance, and they find out five years later when they're let go that instead of getting $50,000 in severance, they get $5,000 in severance. A big deal. The second thing I'll say to employees is, now, if you did sign an agreement like that, just because you signed it does not necessarily mean that it's enforceable. It may not limit your entitlements. So if you lost your job and you think, well, I have to accept this uh, bad offer because I signed this employment agreement, not so fast. Call me. Let me look at that employment agreement. It may not be enforceable, which means you're still owed full severance. Again, that number to get a hold of Lior and the team, one 821 5900 And to call in here tonight, uh, you can still do so as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. If someone works a lot of overtime, do all the overtime hours or do the overtime hours count when calculating their severance? Absolutely. And, and oh. for some people, that could be huge. A lot of people work many, many hours of overtime. The idea is very simple when it comes to calculating severance. You have to get paid as if you were still working. So if you were still working, you'd be working overtime. And we know that because we can look at your past history. So yes, your average overtime has to be included as part of your severance. So it's not just your base salary. Okay, It's not just the, the amount that you're guaranteed. If you, on average, let's say in, in a week, earn 200 bucks in overtime as an example, well, then we're going to have to include 200 bucks a week for the severance period uh, when you're let go. Now, it's not just overtime, okay? It's other things that you get, your, your uh, bonus, average bonus, average commissions if you have commissions, car allowance if you have that, uh, whatever contributions the company may make to an RSP or a pension, that has to be included. So everything, everything that you would have received if you continued working has to be included, and overtime, John, can be a huge part of that. You know, I heard someone recently say that, you know, only the rich people should pursue a wrongful dismissal. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I've heard that as well. And, you know, what I mean by wrongful dismissal is simply a situation where someone is let go without severance or with yeah. in, inadequate severance. And I disagree with this completely. I've heard the same saying. Some people say that, no, it's, it's only worth it for those people making a lot of money to pursue it. Nonsense. Uh, a lot of the people that I uh, act for do make a lot of money, but a lot of the people that I work for don't. Blue collar, making little money, sometimes minimum wage, and it doesn't matter. Your entitlements can be significant no matter who you are, how much you're earning, and you should never, ever assume that just because you're not earning a lot of money, you have little rights or that you shouldn't pursue those rights. Everyone should pursue those rights, John. I'd like to grab another call if we can. Got uh, Peter online. Hey, Peter, good evening. Hi there. Uh, quick question for you, folks. Um, I'm uh, looking at uh, accepting a position. It's a straight commission sales job uh, selling machinery, uh, but it'd be full-time employment. Now, my question is, how is severance calculated for a position where the income is inconsistent? There's no salary. It's strictly commission. Great call. Uh, and my second question regarding that is the, the employer is asking me to sign a non-compete, but it's an unusual non-compete where uh, I'm I'm being asked to not work for for our mutual vendor. In other words, the the builder of the machinery that I'd be selling. I do not take a position with the builder, which is not actually a competitor. So those are my two questions. Um, that on a, on a 
straight commission position or either of these even remotely enforceable? That's great Absolutely. questions, Peter. No. Excellent questions and, and very important questions. So let's start with the severance question first. So in a situation where, where uh, income is not consistent, and, and that's very common with commissions people, some months are good, some months are not so good, it's very simple. We look at an average. So if you're there for uh, a year, we look at the year. If you're there for 30 years, we'll probably look at the last two or three years. Because what we're trying to do is, let's say you're owed 12 months severance as an example. We're trying to assess how much you would have earned if you worked for 12 months. We don't have a crystal ball, but what we can do is look at an average. And if on average you make $70,000 a year, sometimes more, sometimes less, but that's the average, then that's what we're going to use to calculate your severance. So it's very simple. We look at an average, uh, and, and so commission is included, uh, and that's why you need to understand that just because you're on commission doesn't mean you get less severance. Uh, you get severance based on your average earnings. So okay. that's that. Now, in terms of a non-compete, if, if the non-compete uh, is limited to this particular company, in other words, they're saying, you can, if you leave us, you can go work wherever you want. You just can't go work for this particular company. Because it's so limited, it's probably enforceable. It probably is enforceable. If they said something like, you can't work in this industry anywhere in Canada for a year, then that, that will be so broad that it's probably not enforceable. But something like this that's limited is likely going to be enforceable, which means that if you leave or are let go and you go work for this company, you're doing so at your own risk, and you may find yourself uh, facing legal action. They may decide to take legal action against you, which is not a good thing. So I would certainly proceed with caution there. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that if you are let go, you can't negotiate with them and say, you know, let me work there. I I'll keep everything confidential. I'm not going to go after clients or whatever it is. But uh, if they say no, you may have, in fact, an enforceable uh, non-compete there. Uh, and that's something you have to be very mindful of. But even though if, if it's a straight commission job, I, I would assume there's really no consideration. In other words, I'm signing away a right to do something, but I'm not getting a salary or a signing bonus or anything. And that's, that's what I was kind of curious to if, if I'm, getting, I'm receiving no real consideration other than here's a box of business cards, go have fun. Um, what well, no. I mean, you get, you're given an opportunity to earn income by selling their product. So okay. that, that's the consideration. I mean, I, I can't just you know, make that money because I don't work there and they haven't given me that opportunity. If they're giving you that opportunity, that's the consideration that you're getting. I see. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate your call. Uh, the number anytime. Want to get hold of Leo after this? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I think we got time. Couple of minutes quickly to squeeze in. Mark. Hey, Mark. How are you, pal? Good. So my it looks like my whole department's getting um, packaged out, and okay. so I'll find out tomorrow if I get one. I'm a video editor, uh, and I've been with the, the company for twenty years, and I'm thirty eight, and I want to know what what I should say yes or no to because I, I hear from coworkers they're giving you 24 hours to sign or not sign. So, uh, Mark, obviously there's there's no union, obviously. No. And, and sorry, how many years did you say? 20. 20 years. Okay, so with someone in your situation... You know, but like bio companies buying out the original company and so on. I understand. I understand. So if you lose your job as a result of this transaction, someone in your situation would look likely look at 14 months of pay. Uh, 14 could be as high as 15. You're you're still a young guy. You know we don't see too many 38 years old that that work for a company for that many years. That's great. Uh, so 14 months or so would be the right number for you. 
uh, anything less than that is not appropriate, and, and you should not worry about that deadline. I know that there's whether it's 24 hours or 124 hours, don't worry about it. Your legal rights don't expire uh, on that deadline. You have two years to pursue those rights. So take, take it home, take a breath, talk to your wife, call me, okay? And let's talk about what you're actually owed. Let's talk about what the offer is. Don't worry about the deadline. The deadline is meaningless. And, and what I would do also, if your department is being shut down, you have colleagues there, uh, make sure they know their rights. Tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com so they can find out how much they're owed. Uh, and none of you should accept less than what you're owed. Okay, th- thanks a lot. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Can't stress the importance as well of, of telling all your colleagues the same information. Yeah, use the severance pay calculator because there's a whole there's a whole bunch of people. You are a perfect example who could be you know first of all panicking with the 24 hour deadline and signing off on what could be collectively tens of thousands of dollars in severance, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I don't know anything about this company, so I, I, I can't say anything. But I can tell you from experience that over 90 percent of people in that situation exactly are going to be offered a lot less than the, what they're owed. So chances are that Mark and his colleagues are also going to be offered a lot less than what they're owed. I hope that's not the case, but it's likely the case. So they should know. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, call me if you're not sure, and if there's that deadline, whether it's 24 hours or whatever it is, don't worry about it. I've said it on the air, so I can you can hold me to it. Don't worry about that deadline. Your rights don't expire on that dead deadline. Uh, call me, make sure you know what you're owed, and don't feel the pressure. Good way to wrap the show for tonight with that final phone call. In the meantime, get a hold of Lior and the rest of his team. Really simple, one 821 5900 Use that number. Use the email, help at employmenthour.com. And always, 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 before you make a move, check out severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, our weekend shows, and, of course, Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV on your weekends as well. We will do it all again on the weekend right here on the Employment Hour. Coming up, back to On Point with Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.